Welcome to Pricing After Dark, the podcast in which an economist answers pricing questions from business owners, product managers, and freelancers just like you. Today's question is as follows. I've been hearing about value-based pricing for a while, so I jumped in and sold my very first value price service offering. Unfortunately, the project is taking a lot longer than I had first expected. What can I do to get out of this with my sanity and my bank account intact? Although bloggers and pundits love to talk about the miracles of value-based pricing, they never seem to talk about what happens when it goes wrong. This is a problem. After all, any contract that involves a fixed price for custom work involves a degree of risk for the seller. In a previous episode, we looked at the difficulties associated with selling value-priced offerings. Today, we're going to take a look at what businesses can do after they've sold a value-based option, but have come to realize that the project is costing them a lot more than they had originally expected. But first, my usual disclaimer. Uh, Depending upon the size and nature of your project, it'll probably make sense to contact a lawyer. I am most certainly not a lawyer in any jurisdiction, and the laws in your jurisdiction may vary greatly from those with which I am familiar. Please don't sue me. Okay, you've arrived at the point in which you know that there might be a problem. So the first thing I'd recommend that you do is understand your goals. You might think that bringing the contract to a premature end is in your best interest, but the reality might not be so clear. Throwing in the towel might result in negative ramifications for your firm's reputation. Sometimes a single, dissatisfied, but vocal customer can have an enormous effect upon your organization's credibility and ability to attract quality clients. Next, I'd recommend performing some root cause analysis. Why are the project's costs and deadlines exceeding your original expectations? Not only can the results of this research reveal issues suitable for corrective action on this project, but they'll also provide red flags to watch out for on future projects. A couple questions you might want to ask yourself. Is the customer changing his mind very often? Are resources that you need not being made available in a timely fashion? Do you lack good understanding of the problem domain? Was your original estimate based upon solid reasoning? A single road mapping session, some buy-in from additional stakeholders, or a bit of prototyping might prove sufficient for eliminating the causes of the project's current troubles. Third, I'd figure out what work remains. It may be that most of the unexpected costs are already sunk, and that there's very little risk or expense associated with any work that remains to be performed. Should this be the case, it may be worth just pushing through to completion. Far more likely, however, is that you lack any formal agreement on project scope, either because it was never discussed or because it was poorly defined. If you're currently operating without one, a scope document should be created and signed by all parties before additional work is performed. Remember, if you can't articulate when a project is done, you're accepting a huge amount of risk for no reason. Your client will be able to push you around until either he finds perfection, which is rare, or you go bankrupt, which is unfortunately quite a bit more likely. Next, I'd look for an exit. Assuming that significant work remains, examine your contract if you have one, and you should have one. Look specifically for exit clauses that specify how each party can be excused from the requirements of the agreement. Generally, this is accomplished by paying some form of penalty. 
When no such clauses exist, it may still make sense for you to simply refund a portion of the payments received and to cancel the project. This is often the ideal route to take when the size of the contract is relatively small and the project's importance is of relatively minor worth to the buyer. Be forewarned, however, some customers are hesitant to cancel projects once they have begun. Parties representing the buyer may have to answer to their bosses about the time and effort that they've already expended in this project. As a result, your creativity and negotiating skill may prove quite valuable in efforts to persuade customers to accept the project's cancellation. As a quick hint, don't even think about using the word failure at any point in discussions. Sometimes you might be able to convince your client that the project is no longer desirable. Perhaps it's taking too much of their time and attention away from more important matters. Perhaps it no longer addresses their business needs. Perhaps another approach would result in a bigger win. What looked like a technical problem might have been revealed to be a marketing problem instead. As the famous joke goes, negotiation is the fine art of letting others get your way. If you can convince a customer that canceling a project is his idea and in his best interest, your firm will find itself excused from remaining work while keeping its reputation intact. As any lawyer will tell you, the best way to avoid big legal problems is to prevent them before they occur. This is true with pricing as well. Before you even consider offering a value-based bid in the future, you should have a formal agreement as to the definition of done signed by you and your client. Should this prove too difficult, hourly pricing might be more appropriate. Have a formal agreement as to responsibilities of and expectations for the client. Have a relatively strong estimate of the costs in terms of time and in terms of resources that you're likely to incur. Proponents of value-based pricing may have a point that your internal costs shouldn't matter to your clients, but they most certainly should matter to you and act as an absolute floor for your pricing in most cases. Have a list of risks that must be managed from the outset. Have experience offering the service in question, hopefully with a predictable process and a reusable set of product inputs. And have exit clauses in every contract for both you and your client. Value-based pricing makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. That said, those who use it have a duty to themselves and to their clients to make sure that they understand the risks and have managed them appropriately. Thanks for listening to Pricing After Dark. If you'd like to learn more about pricing, monetization, and how your business can improve its profits, head over to my website at taprun.com. You can subscribe to my free email course, read through my writings, and even contact me for a consult.